This is the Ned Group Investments Podcast, a space where you can learn more about our fund managers, the funds they manage, as well as getting up-to-date and important developments affecting the investment world and how they might be relevant to you. Next up, one of the Net Group Investments Best of Bead Fund Managers. Tony Cousins is the Chief Investment Officer at Perford International, and he's responsible for managing the Net Group Investments Global Cautious Fund. Tony, over to you. Thank you, Jimmy, and good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Tony Cousins. I'm the CEO and CIO of Perford International. I'm here today to talk to you about money printing. A uh, lot to cover, so let's get straight to it. First thing I want to talk about is is quantum. Good proxy for money printing is the size of balance sheets of the world's central banks. Uh, and here we see what an explosion there has been. Uh, money printing has been with us for some time since the financial crisis. Uh, but what we've seen is a massive acceleration. It took 12 years to go from 6 trillion in total up to 14 trillion from 2008 to 2020. In the following two years, in the COVID era, we've seen a further 10 trillion added as we've gone from 14 to 24 trillion. The other thing that's different this time is that this has been coordinated with fiscal spending. Here we see the explosions in budget deficits in Europe caused by the COVID pandemic and the support that governments have had to give uh, the economies to to keep them moving, keep them uh, alive. Now, Europe's obviously spent an awful lot of money, but it's nothing compared to the US, which we see on this slide. Uh, here, again, since the financial crisis, uh, up until about 2020, we saw an increase in the budget deficit in the US from about $250 billion up to $750 billion. In the two years of COVID, we've seen an explosion, taking it up over $2 trillion. And the Fed has readily printed the money to finance the debt that's been necessary to find, to uh, support this spending. So what's been done with this money? Well, an awful lot of it has been used to pay the wages of people who simply couldn't work in the pandemic. Uh, here in the UK, we had a furlough system that's been replicated around the world. Uh, and in the US, this has involved just sending benefits checks out to those people who could not work. And this is about as close to helicopter money as you can get. So what has been done with this money? Well, a huge amount of it has been paid direct to workers who could not work during the pandemic, replacing the wages that they were not able to earn. And this has led to a huge improvement in balance sheets. Uh, we've seen systems like the furlough system in the UK. In the US, this has just involved the mailing of benefits checks to those people who cannot work, and they have banked them. Uh, and we've seen a big improvement in their own personal balance sheets, as shown uh, on this chart. Now, what has this led to? Uh, this has led to inflationary developments and some speculative behavior by individuals who are very cash rich. Here we see inflation in house prices up at a level which hasn't been seen since before the financial crisis in the late 2000s. Uh, it's also led to a lot of speculative activity uh, in the equity market. Uh, here we see the daily volume of equity options uh, which has exploded. We've also uh, heard about GameStops, AMC, meme stocks, um, uh, Robinhood, 
that this is the activity of individuals with too much cash on their balance sheet. This is also what has led to about um, 700 uh, 7.5 million people dropping out of the U.S. workforce. Um, they have banked their benefits checks uh, and they have not yet gone to work. And uh, this is what is causing um, some of the labor shortages we are seeing um, in the U.S. What else uh, has been the effect of money printing? Well, what we've seen is the suppression of long-term interest rates diverging from the variable, i.e. inflation, which should be driving them. Uh, this is known as financial repression. What we have here is the inflation rate expected from the markets in the five years, five years from now. And this is uh, derived from the Swats curve. And then we've looked at the 10-year bond yield. There used to be no gap between this, but now we have seen a, a very significant gap developed. Bond yields are no longer being driven by inflationary developments. This is leading to very sharply negative real yields. We could show you the US, the UK, um, uh, any curve, but perhaps the most extreme example is in Germany. In Germany, you get a four, minus 4% 4 real yield on a 10-year bond. The 10-year government bond, benchmark bond in Germany, is a zero coupon security. The nominal yield you get on this is negative 0.5%. And this is absurd. That how can you possibly earn a positive rate of return on a bond that pays you no income and gives you a negative nominal yield to maturity? Um, and this is the effect of uh, central banks hoovering up all these assets and driving yields to these absurdly low levels. It's also happened in the equity market. Uh, we have seen prices explode, not supported by uh, earnings. Uh, today, the price earnings ratio uh, on uh, the global uh, equity market is about 27 and a half. Uh, that compares to about 21 uh, back before we'd even heard of, of COVID. Uh, clearly, there's been a drop in recent times as the earnings recovery has come through, but it's still leaving valuations at an eye-wateringly high level. When we look at the dividend yield, um, again, this is much, much lower than prior to the COVID emergence, and global equities are only yielding 1.7%. And that's just the weight of money which has been printed by central banks. Now, this has probably been most extreme in the US. Here we see Warren Buffett's favorite market valuation, uh, the S&P 500 market cap to US GDP, which is now well outside, two standard deviations away from its long-term uh, average. Uh, we could show any chart of US market valuations. It would show the same eye-watering level of overvaluation. And what has been leading markets around the world, it's been very much growth stocks. Here we see the outperformance of growth against value. Uh, we've plotted this against the US 10-year bond yield. Um, the reason we've done this is because growth stocks tend to be what you would call long-duration equities. A lot of them don't earn a great deal of money today. Uh, but they do offer a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And if you discount that pot of gold back at a very, very low discount rate represented by the 10-year bond yield, that is what can be used to justify these really excessive valuations which we see in the market today.
Now, one other effect of this money printing has been the explosion in broad money growth. So here we see the OECD, which represents the developed world, and this has probably been even more pronounced in the US. We're seeing levels of broad money growth which have not been seen for many, many, many years. Um, and uh, monetary economics, uh, economists will tell you that this must be inflationary. Now, monetary economics is a, it's a fairly arcane uh, subject, um, but um, the, the, the tenets are that if you see money supply growth of this strength, then 18 to 24 months down the line, you will see rising inflationary pressures. Now, we've had money printing for a number of years, but haven't seen this degree of broad money growth. Why is this? Well, I think there's been a change in the transmission mechanism. Following the financial crisis, money was simply injected into banks who were expected to lend it out. Unfortunately, following the financial crisis, many bank balance sheets were not in great shape and banks simply didn't want to take the credit risk involved in, in lending money. And so they simply bought government bonds. Uh, and this is particularly the case in Europe. So what has changed this time? Well, what we have seen is the emergence of government credit guarantees. And this has meant that the banks are not taking the credit risk. And so you can see very significant increases in debt. And this is what is happening. So what we see here are inflation in financial assets. We see inflation through the activities of consumers receiving cash from their governments. And we're seeing significant increases in broad money supply. All of these are inflationary. Now, we're all taught that inflation is an evil. So why would a government wish to create more inflation? Well, the problem is we are in a debt hole. Uh, here we see corporate debt um, in the US relative to GDP. It's kept rising with every cycle and it's just taken one big leg up. And also governments uh, have seen big increases in debt. And there are some very, very big government debt loads here. Uh, Japan and Italy, uh, which are areas where there is very little growth to get them out of the problem, have seen significant increases in debt. And even more healthy countries like Germany and Australia have seen significant rises in debt. And this is really the reason why governments are happy for there to be some inflation. Both the Fed and the ECB have said they are happy for the economy to run hot for a while, and they will not take the action to address inflation. And I think that this is the, the backstory here. When you are in a great deal of debt, you print the money, you try and create the inflation to try and get you out of that debt hole. So this is a key problem going forward, and we would caution investors to stay away from long duration fixed income because you simply won't be allowed to have a decent real return. Thank you for your time today. Negroup Collective Investments is an authorised collective investment scheme manager in terms of the Collective Investment Schemes Control Act. Negroup Investments does not provide advice on financial products and will only give you factual information. For further details on our funds and to view our terms and conditions, please visit negroupinvestments.co.za.